Hello? I have just one question for you. Are you ready? Am I ready for what? Who's this? Are you ready for this Sunday night when WWE champ John Cena defends his title in the WWE Super Slam? Sorry, no, there is not any chance in hell that we're ever going to have wrestling in this house again. But thank you, but no. Have a good day. Hello? And goodbye to anyone standing in John Cena's way when he takes on six men in a steel cage shoots and ladders match at WWE Zoo. Sir, you guys just called me, and as I mentioned before, we're not ordering this, so please stop calling my house. Thank you and goodbye. Hello? Hi, can I speak to Champ? Who? Champ? Is Champ there? Who is Champ? That question will be answered this Sunday night! Broadcasting from Brisbane, Australia, this is the FOMO Show. I'm Matt. And I'm Joe. And this is a fortnightly podcast where we talk about the exciting ideas changing the world today and what might change the world tomorrow. We all help you stay across what's going on so you don't get the fear of missing out. You can find us at FOMO.show or by searching for The FOMO Show on your platform of choice. As always, everything's in the show notes. You can find links to the stuff we talk about and timestamps to the relevant bits so you can always skip ahead or find it later. Now, this episode, we're kind of circling back to some some old territory uh, and looking at it in a new light. So we've been missing out on the crypto startups that have been raising money uh, over the last couple of months. And when you look at the list, it tells you that there's a pretty crazy future in blockchain technology. And it, it, it really is a sleeping giant in a lot of ways. Yeah. So we're going to take a look at the companies who've raised millions from venture capital firms over the last couple of years. Uh, there are some familiar names, but there's no doubt that these companies, they're gunning to solve real-world problems on the back of the crypto revolution. So a bit of disclosure, uh, this podcast is not investment or any other type of advice. We're not saying you should buy anything at all. So full disclosure, we're both personally invested in different shares, funds, cryptocurrencies, and all sorts of other weird and wacky things, some of which we do talk about on this show. But if we talk about an investment product or anything else, it doesn't mean you should buy into it. So do your research, never invest more than you can afford to lose, and... Avoid the fear of missing out. So what have you been up to this last fortnight or so, mate? Mate, I actually uh, handed my notice in with my current employer um, to come and work on the super secret project that you have been talking about <laughs> for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I, like, it, it's, I'm, I'm super pumped to have you on board. Um, and yeah, like... I, I, I'm, I'm just sorry, man. I'm just trying to think about what to ask you. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I look. It's our opportunity to put a bit of a stamp into the uh, Australian um, economy. So we're going to give it a go, give it our best shot, and see what we can do. Um, I'm really keen for it. Uh, my boss was gutted. It was a really tough decision to make, to be honest, because um, where I'm working at the moment is really cool. So it was really tough to 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 step away from that, but. What we're working on is going to be really, really cool. So I'm super pumped. 
Uh, but more importantly, what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, well, I've been working on uh, said super secret project as well, um, which is we, we I promise we will be ready to lift the lid on very, very soon. Um, and that's kept me pretty busy. Like it's 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 really ramping up now. Um, we've been making some new hires, and you know, obviously yourself being one of them, uh, turning more and more from a a project to you know fully fledged functioning uh, business and. Yeah, that's that's basically been my world. So I'd love to say that I've got some other exciting things that I've been doing, but for the last couple of weeks, that's pretty much been it. Wow. So are you turning it into a, an initial coin offering, or? A- yeah, that's it. Well, what, so so basically, <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a it's a we're working on it with Dan Dan the ICO man. Um, <laughs> it's a super super secret Ponzi scheme uh, ICO. You know, it's gonna it's gonna revolutionise the world. Like it's it's a it's a hybrid blockchain IoT um, automated smart city um, transforming. Starlink. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like every buzzword you can you can think of, <laughs> it, it's involved in there. So fantastic, yeah. but not really. <laughs> oh mate, well keen to be talking about it more in the future. Are you certain you're private and safe online? Check out our new resource at fomo.show forward slash privacy. It's a great repository of our favorite tools to understand and improve your online security. Yeah, and if you're new to cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, blockchain, uh, you can check out our blockchain basic series, which covers the fundamentals. It starts from episode two, way back in the FOMO archives and continues until episode eight. Let's go straight into the main bulk of the show. We're doing a big feature on where venture capital investment into crypto startups have gone. We're looking at the crypto projects that have raised millions um, that we've missed out on over the last couple of years. Just we haven't paid enough attention. It's looking like a really interesting sector. Yeah, so $23.7 billion has been raised by 3,738 blockchain companies since 2013, at least according to Outlier Ventures. And they, they've added that the focus is moving from purely cryptocurrency to new applications. So a lot of uh, like layer two, layer three applications and things which are kind of blending the technology into certain other areas of tech as well. Mm. So, so what does you know the overall money movement look like, and which companies have been raising money? That's what we want to dive into today. Yeah, and we're gonna so we're gonna look at the 2018 and 2019 deal highlights first of all. So this is from Pricewaterhouse Cooper's second global crypto M and A and fundraising report, and we've got the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, they start the report off by saying, look, there was a sharp decline in deal volume and value for crypto fundraising and mergers and acquisitions in 2019. And they did some interesting comparisons between 2019 and the year before. Now, there were 28, so there were 18% fewer deals in fundraising and 40% fewer mergers and acquisitions in 2019 than 2018. And uh, the fundraising dollar value from these venture capital and other investment companies, that dropped 40% from 2018 to 2019 to $2.2 billion. Yeah, and the M&A dollar value dropped a whopping 76% down to uh, $0.5 billion, so $500 million. Yeah, and as the authors wrote, the crypto winter continued. Yeah, so overall, the money moved towards solutions like compliance and regulation, payments and wallets, and away from core blockchain infrastructure. So there was less 
focus on you know the, the the core infrastructure, which is what we really saw. And I mean, you remember back to the heyday of late 2017, early 2018. That's when all the big like core infrastructure was being funded, and you know you had projects like EOS, uh, Cosmos, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tezos, all these different. There was a thousand other ones, all these different platforms, and it seemed like the market has definitely shifted away from that uh, and there's probably been less of a um, less of a view that a lot of those platforms are going to have success and more of a view towards okay we've got this ecosystem already there's clear market winners let's go after companies and solutions which are kind of building on that infrastructure or at least harnessing it in some way yeah and that, that's exactly right and as some of the older you know crypto companies they they were actually getting more money invested as the like as they sort of mature there was a lot of money going into later stage company uh, companies versus you know not as much money going into brand new companies in the sector which really i guess shows yeah how the industry as a whole's been maturing yeah, yeah and there was definitely a, a a consolidation as well from 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 what that was showing it was showing that basically the incumbents were driving uh the most activity so 9 out of 10 of the teal, the top deals within the space in 2019 were strategic in in nature and they were driven by other crypto companies or crypto focused funds so there was kind of this consolidation effect going on everywhere which you see in most industries you know i mean we saw it in the uh after the dot com boom for example a lot of people kind of fell away there were clear winners and losers and then those clear winners moved into consol- consolidation phase so Asia Pacific and Europe, they've seen more crypto investment money come their way and the US saw a decline as a percentage of worldwide deals. But the US firms are still in the lead. Yeah, so running down the list, first of all, uh, Robinhood took on $373 million worth of investment. Uh, the lead investor was DST Capital and they're really the, I guess you'd probably say they're the world leader, Joe, in um, uh, low-fee or no-fee uh, share training, but they're now mm. moving into the crypto space as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you, then you got Ripple um, following closely behind. So they raised two hundred million dollars. So this is companies who raised money in twenty nineteen. Um, so they raised two hundred million, and they're all in the payments sector. You've also got Bithum, which is a South Korean cryptocurrency exchange, and you'll see them mentioned a lot. Uh, particularly back in the day, I remember they used to have some crazy volumes trading on. Uh, Bitcoin and a whole number of the other cryptocurrencies when things were really swinging and they were shutting down for days. Anyway, they, they've done really well. So they've got uh, $200 million worth of investment US in them. Uh, the uh, ST Blockchain Fund, it was the lead investor in that. Now, the next company, really, really interesting, Figure Technologies in two different fundraising events in 2019. They raised $168 million. Now, Figure Technologies is fantastic it's a home finance slash mortgage disruptor and they're using blockchain technology to cut out middleman time uh, or to cut out like yeah all the time in the middleman um, in the you know financing a mortgage and stuff like that um, and making massive efficiencies there Uh, and it's it's a really cool website worth checking out figure.com f-i-g-u-r-e.com they've got a whole section on how the blockchain stuff works for them yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually a really really nice looking website. Really nice fonts too. <laughs> I'm, I really like these fonts. Um, but yeah, now have a look. They've got all sorts of videos, and uh, they're doing some really interesting stuff. And obviously, got a lot of money behind them now. Yeah. So it's not all just hot air. Like there's 
big, big VC firms putting down some serious capital on this stuff. Yeah, what I find really fascinating is like, firstly, how quick it is for people to get quotes on uh, home finance and get get a mortgage for their property. But also, um, figure basically takes the days or the last sort of times worth of um, home mortgages and then they wrap them into like a pool and then allow investors to uh, to buy sort of a pool of mortgages, which is a really interesting way of using technology to um, to really sort of open up the financing for home mortgages and allow investors to back it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, if, if that's it, like, it sounds like there's appetite out there for that kind of risk profile too. So there, you know, there's some serious money going into that and. Yeah, look if they can if they can do it. I mean, it's probably not what I'd be wanting to invest in, but there's there's definitely a lot of people that do, and and the, and it seems that they're offering like an end to end offering in that market as well. You know, they're they're effectively meeting people on the retail side. They're also meeting people on the investor side. So, go, definitely go check it out. I I personally I think I need to do more research into it as well because they're a bit of a dark horse. I'd never really heard of them before, and. I mean, you, you blink and they've raised 170 million US to do this, and it's mm. a it's a blockchain project. So mm. um, interesting. Like it's always stand up, and like I feel like you, you, once if you see big VC firms getting in on stuff, it always makes you stand up and take a bit more notice. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I guess what I love is they're just like the the blo- blockchain is just sort of a way that they're solving a problem, and the problem is how do you get financing for your house? And I yep. think that that's just great, like just solving an actual problem. 100%. Mm. 100%. Uh, next one is Finality International. Now, they raised $63 million US uh, from mainly from UBS as a lead investor. And uh, they're a, a, a really interesting project. They're backed by a consortium of the world's biggest banks. And it's financial network infrastructure using a permission blockchain or permission blockchains for wholesale banking. So effectively like banking for large businesses, uh, basically letting big banking and finance happen entirely on chain. Mm-hmm. So that w- that's really interesting for the sort of payments between big financial enterprises. And it's a bunch of companies, like these big banking companies, like you can look at the list on Wikipedia of the companies that have invested in it. There's you know, Santander, a bunch of huge banks. They're in on it. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. Now, does it, it, it like it seems somewhat similar to what the Ripple guys are, are trying to do as well? Yeah, like they except they're they're facing it more towards the uh, large business side, aren't they? They're, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Banking, yeah, between banks, yeah. But, um, yeah. The next one on this list, this is absolutely been my favourite thus far. Um, partially because Peter Thiel, who's one of the PayPal founders, got got a uh, he invested in it alongside few other venture companies it's called layer one and they raised 50 million dollars yeah and this is just like a sexy sexy project like stop what you're doing right now go in the show notes click on the layer one link and pull up their website because like this website it just feels mm, like just (laughs) just like i just want to i don't know like it it feels like uh, the 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 truffle smorgasbord you know with like (laughs) fine veal of Bitcoin websites. Like it's got this like purple tinge, like almost like a velvet kind of yeah. purple thing going on big. And like, it just, and like literally you open up the page and it just says building Bitcoin batteries. It is crazy. So what they've described themselves as doing is 
turnkey fully integrated Bitcoin mining data centers. They look like shipping containers from the imagery on the website. And they have what I find fascinating is they have this patent pending cooling system. Basically, they're trying to solve problems in the energy market by owning the entire mining process by having these fully integrated, you know, Bitcoin mining data centers. Um, and, and they're also wanting to produce ASIC, so Bitcoin mining equipment, as well as, yeah, as, as well as doing this cooling stuff. And it looks like what they're doing is they're plugging it into the energy grid. You know, when there's plenty of energy, what they're doing is they're mining Bitcoin with it. And it looks like they're, you know, they're batteries as well. So that they're storing energy to feed back into the grid when the grid needs more energy, which it's just the right balance of incentives, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. And they're almost tackling that whole idea that, oh, Bitcoin just uses power and it's inefficient and it's contributing to, like, um, you know, like global warming or whatever, like that really, like, narrow vacuum view of what Bitcoin does. Um, and they're kind of owning that and they're kind of flipping on its head and saying, well, what we'll do is we'll build super efficient, self-contained mining data centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, that's themselves, they say, they're the world's most efficient converter of watts to Bitcoins. Um, and then they say because of the way they're cooling everything um, and because of how they're storing it, they can release electricity during times of peak demand back to the grid and then kind of take it in in those off-peak times again. Because Bitcoin doesn't really it, – it's it's uh, it's always on, you know, and generally it's always mining and, you know, it doesn't really work on those peaks and troughs that the energy grid does. So from what I've gathered from what they're doing, they're effectively saying this will actually be good for the grid in a lot of ways yeah. because – we're making this more efficient and we're giving back to the grid when it needs it. Yeah, so it stabilizes the energy grid and, yeah, releases electricity when it needs. It's just looks really cool. So check out layer one, uh, number one, dot com. Really, really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just had a visitor. <laughs> um, the next one is uh, called Thundercore. Now, these guys raised $50 million. Um, they the have a very with- awful logo to show for it, can, <laughs> I, can I say? Joe's, Joe's first comment here is on, 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 our, on our show notes is that logo is awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're, they're like they, so their main investors were Zen Fund and SV Angels as well as several others. So it was, it was, that, it was a bit more spread out, that funding round. Um, but they're basically a high-throughput blockchain and smart contract token. Now, talk to us a little bit more about that, Joe. Essentially, it's uh, it's it's not dissimilar to you know Ethereum or some of these other platforms out there that do smart contracts. What they want to do is just make it really fast uh, and working for business um, you know, for smart contracts. Um, now, yeah, it's got a fast consensus algorithm, apparently, and apparently they're going to be used for a voting system in Taipei, which is, I think that's a city in Taiwan. Mm, Who knows? Yeah. But um, yeah, they raised $50 million, um, and the logo is not great. I'm not going to lie to you, and that, that, that prevents me from looking at this at all seriously. But <laughs> yeah, I don't want to throw the bathwater out with the baby, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, it's it's yeah, and it's hard when you look in and when it, it does kind of have that look of uh, a lot of the other projects that launched 2017, 2018, wanting to kind of be the next Ethereum. They're kind of making all those same things about you know they're they're fast, they're scalable, like 
they're going to be the system for tomorrow. You can build your distributed applications on the platform. Um, yeah, but I think you're right, mate. Like looking at that logo, it's kind of hard to get get past that. <laughs> they need to spend some of that money on maybe updating their logo. Yeah, but so anyway. Thundercore is an actual sort of cryptocurrency as well. But um, yeah, it looks like they're trying to do some cool technology on it. Next one, uh, Anchorage. They raised $40 million from blockchain capital. They're building wallets. Um, it basically, it's designed to let institutional investors get, quote unquote, safer than cold storage custody as well as getting more value out of the tokens that they already own, you know, with staking and airdrop functionality for big businesses. So it looks quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, and look, this is just going to become more and more important. I think I've seen a lot of different businesses kind of starting to bark up this tree about the, you know, how do, like there's a lot of institutional guys, particularly after that um, Paul Tudor Jones thing, like, a lot of institutional people getting into Bitcoin and um, and they're really kind of looking for a turnkey solution to manage their storage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, because, you know, you've got you to store the keys for the Bitcoin somewhere and as, as the value goes up, they become more and more valuable. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, these guys, are, these guys are making a real good crack at it. Um, uh, you know, like it, it sounds like they're saying all the similar things. And it, it's, it's hard to know with these ones because it, it only works until it doesn't. And I think mm. a lot of it's just going to be trying to make it as easy as possible for these guys to to give what institutional investors need. So, yeah. yeah what we'll I what interesting that. is that they, they have on their website, you know, it says trusted by leading funds. And they, they imply that Andreessen Horowitz, uh, Blockchain Capital and Polychain, amongst others, trust them with some of their investments as in using their solution to store their keys and allow them to get more out of their crypto assets that they hold. Um, Mm. So, yeah, it's an interesting custody solution. Yeah, it's a big claim too. I mean, safer than cold storage, that's a big claim. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they come up with over time. Um, Last one on the top top 10 list was a platform called Celo. Um, and <laughs> the page reads a little bit like they're a cult. Yeah, they, they describe themselves as, you know, a new story in finance or savings. And they describe themselves as this open platform that makes financial tools accessible to anybody who's got a mobile phone. And from the looks of it, yeah, it's just a blockchain that's made for mobile users. So it takes a lot of the Ethereum concepts, you know, smart contracts, that sort of thing. And it looks like they're trying to make it work on really low-powered phones, out of guess. Um, mm. So that they, I guess that they can bring blockchain to the unbanked. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. Like I, like I personally find it hard to take a lot of this stuff seriously when they start. You know, like basically they're spinning up their own token, and like it's. I mean, I think they've probably made an interesting decision, which you know is probably kind of wise to use a, a, a like a US dollar-backed coin uh, mm-hmm. on this one. As kind of like their base layer, uh, but then they've kind of spun up their own governance token as well. So I don't know. I, f- I feel like we've seen this story so many times, mate. With um, with platforms kind of going after this, banking the unbanked. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, being the like being the currency in a certain area, and like we yet to see anyone do it. You know, the only thing that really seems to be doing it is Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd back that. Look, you just go on the CeeLo about page. It's 
the heading says prosperity for all. Oh, it's just every like you scroll through that page and you're like, oh my goodness, these guys, like there's not enough Kool Aid for the begin for the size of the team. Yeah, but they could yeah. honestly, they could be changing banking and banking the unbanked and you know freeing you know starving societies. But I can't take it seriously from the website. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Yeah, I mean, good on them though. They've like they've they've got thirty mil out of investors, so like, yeah, someone somewhere's yeah. done some 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 great selling. Uh, geez, their team is they've got a massive team. Holy crap! Look yeah. at all these people. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. So don't we know where that thirty mil's going? By its website. <laughs> Look at all these people doing There's all these interesting things. Have you seen the yeah. dis- the descriptions under each person? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. So Andreas and Horowitz are backing them. They pay somebody who invests Hoffman, in reflects Queen on Mace. life's mysteries. Jack Dorsey. Wow. They've been busy. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, they're probably changing the world. Yeah, I mean, look, like, you know, here we are on this podcast talking about this stuff, but some very Rich and rich and successful people have backed them. So, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. <laughs> Maybe they will cre- build a financial system that creates the conditions for proser- prosperity for everyone. Yeah, money for all of us. Mm. <coughs> Although it is weird. Like, there's a Ferrari on their video. Ferraris anyway. for all. Anyway, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I swear to Jesus, if this is those wrestling um, again. Okay, good morning. Uh, hi, I'm just calling this morning to ask if you're a supporter of the United States military. Oh, my God, I apologize. We've been getting calls all morning. I, I apologize, and yes. Fantastic. Yes, I am. Great. Uh, are you a supporter of the Marine Corps? Yes, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Great, because a former decorated member of the United States Marine Corps needs your support. And his name is John C. He's gonna get in the ring and put boots to asses this Are you kidding me right now? WWE Are you kidding me right now? I can't even handle this. I can't not handle this. Yeah. Available right now at a low price of only $39.99. I can't believe you're calling me. I'm about to lose my shit. 2020 deals so far. Yeah, so from CryptoWeekly.co, which is a website that charges for a full list of crypto fundraising data, uh, but it does show the last few months for free, we've got some of the big 2020 deals so far. Just wanted to highlight a couple of them. One of them is called NEAR, which is NEAR.org. It's a NEAR protocol. They raised $21 million this year. And what they're building is basically... um, a developer-friendly blockchain. So it's for developers and just a really easy way to build decentralized applications in what they allege is minutes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and it's it's um it's 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 interesting. Have definitely have a look at the website because they they you know they kind of talk about why people should build on Nia as opposed to everyone everyone else. Um and like it sounds like they're you know they're, they're, they're I mean they're talking about crypto kitties they're, they're talking about a lot of the lessons they've learned from Ethereum um, but it does look like it is their own blockchain isn't it like it's it's a near it's a near blockchain yeah it is so uh, yeah it looks like to me it's the um, 
it's the equivalent of DigitalOcean if you're uh, into web hosting, which is really hosting made for developers. And this looks like the same sort of thing, but uh, blockchain made for developers. So mm. it looks like it's got you know, extensive documentation and they're really focused around it, helping people build things for a blockchain quickly. So I thought yeah. it was quite interesting, worth flagging. 21 million that they've raised, so not insignificant. Yeah, and they've got sharding and they've got a whole bunch of other stuff kind of pushed into into this. So, I mean, uh, look, mate, a lot of the time I see these kinds of projects and I really think like it's a it, it, it's it's going after the Ethereum side, you know, it's going after the like the the because the great the thing Ethereum's done really well is kind of capture developers' imagination, make it so that developers can develop stuff on like an open platform with money and programming on the on that same platform, you know. Mm. Um, so mm. I mean, that's that's the beauty of Ethereum is that you've got uh, like a token which has some value, and you can program that token directly on the platform through the smart contracts and kind of put that into the world as as you know as a program. And it seems like there's more and more of these projects that are coming out now, like Nia, uh, like a couple of the others we covered before, where it's basically a bunch of developers who've said, Ethereum's not doing what we want it to do. It's not, it's not where we want it to be, but we do want to build stuff on a platform like Ethereum. Um, so they're doing, they're doing this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, this seems like uh, it, it is a far superior platform to Ethereum with what it does. Um, mm. But I, I guess the, the big question is with all this stuff, like we're, we, we're just, we just won't know how useful it's going to be as a public blockchain yep. for years, yeah. you know, because I mean, we've seen that with EOS. We've seen that with uh, a whole bunch of other of those earlier blockchains that like they started out with a whole bunch of promise, but, you know, unless people actively use it and really engage with it and it gains traction, it kind of goes on for a year or two and then developers start leaving Mm. They go other places. They may go to the you know near version two, like whatever the next big backs project is. And yep. I guess we're yet to see anything really put down roots and you know have people use it a lot. Uh, Ethereum's probably the closest we've got to that in that mm. space. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm really look. I, I just want to see a few more projects like this that are building on the like kind of like doing this, but tethered to the Bitcoin chain. You know, I, yeah. I feel like. Like if they could, if they could achieve that, and they could have the token uh, that they're using be something which you know is uh, un- unarguably has value, you know, like mm, Bitcoin. Mm. Ethereum's kind of there, but like if you know if you're using Bitcoin, um, then it, it's very hard for people to say, oh, well, your token. Like the problem with this is your token will be worthless in four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yep. um, and if if some if people start doing that, like I just love to see someone really try and take that head on, you know, like a project like this. I just feel like there'd be that would be have some utility straight away. Cause the the big issue with something like Nia and a whole bunch of the other ones is you've got to trust that their token is going to retain its value. Don't yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's just that's always the big ask for enterprises that want to use it. Mm. Mm. So anyway, Very bit well of a tangent, said. but <laughs> No, no, couldn't agree more, man. And and, and that sort of ties sort of ties into the next sort of level. So uh, you look at all these tokens and different projects and guys that are raising money. Let's look at the most well-funded blockchain companies, the companies that have raised the most investment money. And this is this is coming thanks to some data from CB Insights, uh, which is a big you know, uh, business stats company. 
Uh, and they've they've put a list of just the top, oh, what is that, seven, eight companies uh, which are backed by venture capital investment. Um, so let's go through that list. It's it's sort of the usual suspects in a way. Yeah. Right at the top, you've got the, the most well-known uh, exchange, which is Coinbase. Now, they've disclosed that they're funding, uh, they've, they've taken on funding of $539 million mm. over the last couple of years. Uh, they've got Andreessen Horowitz, DFJ Growth Fund, Union Square Ventures, uh, Battery Ventures, a whole bunch of other people behind them, and they've raised a lot of money for that. Yeah. So interestingly, um, the the behemoth last week launched uh, Rosetta, which is a an open source specification and set of tools that makes integrating with blockchain simpler, faster, and more reliable. So they've made sort of a tool set for developers to be able to build their blockchain into um, into something that exchanges like Coinbase and others can read and can work with, which is really interesting. In their press release, they said, for developers of new blockchain projects, the Rosetta interface makes it easier to ensure compatibility with exchanges that use Rosetta and can dramatically speed up time it takes for exchanges to integrate with new blockchains and protect customer funds uh, by ensuring that you know all their preconditions are effectively met. Mm. And for regular developers, uh, it just makes it easier to build cross-blockchain applications, you know, Block explorers, wallets, uh, digital app- uh, decentralized applications. Instead of having to write something custom, you can use Rosetta to sort of um, help pass and understand the, your blockchain. So it, it standardizes the f- standardizes blockchain formats. Yeah, and it seems like what they're effectively trying to do is cut down on all the work that they have to do <laughs> to get to get these things on their platform. Because I, I mean. They're a bit faster at it now, but I remember, you know, back when it was just Bitcoin and Ethereum on the platform, like it seemed like they just took so long to add anything else to Coinbase, even though they said that they were going to. And I think a lot of that was just because they needed to make it work. Um, So this seems to be like kind of like a help us help you kind of thing with, you know, we'll make it easier for you to get on Coinbase because that I think for a lot of projects unlocks value. Um, And, you know, it gives them access to a really liquid market. And for Coinbase, it means that they don't have to do all the work trying to standardize these things and get them into a stage where they can be put on Coinbase. They're already there. You know, it's just a set of standards effectively. Yeah. And the next next company on this list of um, most well-funded blockchain companies was uh, Bitmain, which is the mining giant who've raised almost half a billion dollars as well. Yeah. And they, they have the Antminer, which everyone kind of knows is like one of the, uh, like the, 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 you know, the primary ways to, to mine Bitcoin. Like you'll see these in all the big Bitcoin um, data centers is they'll just be packed full of these ant miners or something similar. Um, they also run a pool, which does quite similar. And then BTC.com as well is, uh, is uh, like is their, their main pool they mm. do with that. But they're looking at a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, Bitmain and a bunch of the other guys that are kind of in that space are looking for more efficient ways to do things there. And they've got all this processing power um, that, you know, is getting used for Bitcoin, but they want to start using it in other ways as well. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, aren't they using it for artificial intelligence or something like that as well? Yeah, yeah, they got they got. I'm pretty sure they got a pretty big AI project now to really start to you know take advantage of just the massive amounts of processing power they have. Wow, wow that's yeah. Nuts. Next company on the list, definitely under my radar, they raised three hundred twenty-four million US dollars. T 
T-Zero is the name of it. I'd never heard of them until um, we started doing the research for this program. It's a uh, quote-unquote blockchain-based platform for capital markets. It's a majority-owned subsidiary of Overstock.com, which is a U.S. internet retailer, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I, I, like, it's it's weird to see them pop up here with this, but um, yeah, effectively, it's a crypto wallet app. Um, but more interestingly, uh, T Zero ATS, which is an alternative trading system, is a platform that lets you trade digital securities, which they describe as traditional types of securities such as equities or bonds, enhanced using the benefits of blockchain and smart contract technology without compromising traditional regulatory compliance and investor protections. Mm. So it sounds like they've kind of baked a lot of that regulatory requirements directly into the contracts. Yeah, and that's pretty nuts because Overstock's a pretty big big company. And um, yeah, it's fantastic they're building this sort of – that's almost a, a company that, you know, that, that whole alternative trading system, you'd expect that somebody – like a stock exchange would actually build something like that. But no, it's an internet retailer that built it. Mm. So pretty mm. crazy. You'll probably see them licensing to a lot of the stock exchanges later on, huh. I reckon. Watch that space. Uh, another that uh, we've never heard of is a Chinese company called Hyperchain. <laughs> and uh, and they've raised $249 million. And uh, I don't know if we really know what they do. I have no idea either. I had a look at their website. But yeah, I saw, saw it was about we. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. Maybe they're running a blockchain over the high-speed uh, electric train network in China. It's not a bad idea. Maybe they're, you know, um, capitalizing on the power running through that, you know, some synergies and some... Ooh, stop it. Yeah. Yes. They describe themselves as world-leading enterprise-level blockchain platforms, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I've never, we've never had one of them before. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, uh, so another f- a familiar face is next up, uh, Circle. So they've got about the same amount raised as Hyperchain, which is a bit bizarre. Um, they run the US dollar, uh, US dollar stablecoin, uh, USDC, uh, and they operate payment technology, which they describe as programmable dollars for your internet business. And they're really, really well known. Uh, they bought the Poloniex Exchange, they were, uh, and they r- were rumored to be aiming to make it the US's first regulated crypto exchange. Mm. Now, the next one that's really worth talking about is Bucked. Now, by July 2019, they'd raised $200 million. Uh, but this year, Microsoft and a number of other companies have invested another $300 million. So they're up at Coinbase size. And Bucked is um, it's run by the Intercontinental Exchange Group. They own the New York Stock Exchange. And they're looking to make a huge splash in the crypto markets. Yeah, so they started with crypto storage and custody, and that's kind of – I think we covered them a fair bit back mm-hmm. when they were doing that. That's what they started making waves in. Then they moved into trading and Bitcoin futures, and you remember like the bucked Bitcoin future was like the big thing, and everyone was kind of waiting for it. Um, but now they're kind of like moving to another vertical, and they're building an app for regular people like you and I. Yeah, so it's made for storing your crypto assets in one place. So they want this app that you can put all of your cryptocurrency on, and it's sort of an app that's built by the New York Stock Exchange and um, backed. Um, And it's, yeah, so store all your crypto assets in one place. They want to make it really easy to buy things at shops, you know, making payments and things like that, as well as earning, spending and converting loyalty points. Now, I think I read on their website that um, that Starbucks is one of their big first partners. So you're going to be able to build your Starbucks loyalty points and um, spend those through this app 
And this is owned by the New York Stock Exchange's parent company. They've had a huge amount of investment. And they, I think what they really want to do is make digital stuff tradable, storable, and, I don't know, earnable? I'm just making out words here. But it's, you look at their website, it's really exciting where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like they're trying to build that one-stop shop, end-to-end app for the entire crypto space, which we don't have. Like, and 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 I think they're completely right that there is a there's a massive opportunity there for someone to kind of offer offer enough services really, really well um, that they can almost build the like the behemoth that like everyone kind of starts using the app yep, like yep, like, yep. Well, like we we pay like the the we ecosystem in china is the perfect example you know mm-hmm. like they built it off the back of a chat app and a pay app and now it's kind of you know it's in it's in everything yeah. it looks like they're trying to aim towards a similar thing with with digital currencies they're betting on the fact that bitcoin is going to is here to stay more and more people are going to be jumping on it and they're building the ecosystem around that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it makes makes me think because I've got an American Express card, so you know I build up my American Express points. But those points could very easily be integrated with Bucked, so that mm. I could trade my Amex points with more things. So it's probably going to add more interoperability between loyalty points for your supermarket and other businesses. So it's it's really that sort of what would you call it the um the not the liquidity. It's sort of the it's making it easier to move digital points between places. Yeah, I, th- I think liquidity is probably is probably the right word. Like it, it it's basically giving your or fungibility. Like it's giving your um your your token points, taking them out of like a a closed off ecosystem yeah, and yeah. kind of almost floating them on a market. And mm. I mean, <laughs> I mean that that would actually be really really interesting to kind of have a market for those kinds of point systems because you'd actually see what they really were. Mm. You know, like. You'd have a like a. There's nothing shines a light on these um, these kinds of things like a free market, you know. Mm. And you might work out that oh, actually my Amex points aren't worth as much as I thought they were, as opposed yeah. to you know my Singapore Airlines points or whatever. Um, so yeah. who knows? Who knows? But like I, I just I think they've just been really smart. Like they've started with the custody. They've they've done the futures. They're they're obviously big uh, big on Bitcoin. And it seems like they're shaping it up to kind of be the backbone of their app, mm. which I'm a massive fan of. Like, and I, like I was, I think it, you're right. This this ties exactly to what we were talking about before, which is kind of building off that pre-existing ecosystem. And uh, yeah, like I think they're doing it the right way. I really do. Mm. So I I really wonder if yeah, you, you, what you were saying there about you know finding out how much your air miles are worth, but maybe I could trade my you know Starbucks points if I had Starbucks points for you know, American Express air miles or Qantas, Qantas points or whatever it would be, seems really cool. It does give me the creeps, though, the idea that I would store things on an app that's owned by sort of the, well, that's created by the New York Stock Exchange and has all that regulation built in. But it's what they're building is really, really exciting. Mm. Mm. Second to last is Bitfury, which is another mining beast. They're quite similar to Bitmain. Um, they do all sorts of other stuff around the traps. $170 million that they've disclosed as having been funded, and they're, they're based in the Netherlands, uh, today I learned. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. It's, it's nice. It's kind of cold up there. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, Love me a bit of, bit of Dutch. 
It's great. <laughs> yeah. And the last one on this list is is <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oh, mate, here we go, here we go. Uh, the last one on this list is Definity. Their aim is to develop a decentralized, quote-unquote, internet computer that will become the cloud 3.0. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, that, yeah, well, they raised 61 mil from uh, Andreessen Horowitz and Polychain Capital in February 2018, and they got another 102 mil uh, later on in mid-2018. So... Um, yeah, they're, they're, they, they've raised a lot of money. Yeah, they have a very cool website. Um, yeah, they have very good marketing team on the, on board, so good on them. But um, yeah, they claim that transactions on their network are finalized in three to five seconds. Um, so, And they definitely explain it a lot better than somebody like EOS does, which uh, really disappoints me. But um, yeah, it looks kind of cool, but I have no idea how good it is. But yeah, they raised a fair amount of cash. Yeah, good on them. And they are focusing on, like, there is some interesting things that they're focusing on, which, like, I think, you know, isn't just a whole bunch of hot air. Like, they're, they're talking about, you know, uh, the fact that, like, data centers are key to this. And they've just opened up a page on their website going into basically the way that, you know, data center operators can uh, integrate themselves into the ecosystem. And um, so it looks like they're trying to use a lot of existing infrastructure to lay down the rails for this next infrastructure. So, yeah, I, I think like I, I like just looking at this. I think I need to do a bit more reading, reading on Definity because I remember seeing that they were funded far back in the day. I don't think the vision was as fleshed out as this. Like I feel like they've definitely gone through some serious refining to kind of get to this point where mm. they're talking about internet computer. I don't even remember internet computer being originally part of their their pitch way back in the mm. day. Mm. Um, but you know, I, there's a lot of content here, so. Yeah, if, if, you, if you're interested in looking at what they're doing, because they've obviously got a lot of money behind them, um, jump on the Dfinity site and and have a look. Yeah. So, so summarizing this whole piece, I guess, there's there's been a huge amount of money raised. And when we talk about the billions that have been raised just from these companies that we've talked about this this uh, this episode, I mean, what really excites me is the the four stat or the three standout ones for me are you know, Figure dot com, where it's just basically making the home finance uh, mortgage sort of application and uh, refinancing process using blockchain to make that easier. That I think is awesome. That's the top, like one of the top ones for me. Next one is Layer One, that with the really cool mm. website. Bitcoin batteries, as they dub it, you know, full site, like these, these sort of fully, you know, integrated Swiss Army life Bitcoin batteries and mining centers that plug into the grid. Um, and then I guess Backed is the third one that really sticks out to me. They're just you know, built by the New York Stock Exchange and they're trying to make all your digital points and stuff usable and tradable. Mm. And it's really, it just shows that it's not necessarily just. You know, Bitcoin, that's the only thing that's around. There's there's a lot of moves in this sector. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I guess the, the takeaway from all of this is that the, the, the space, there's still a lot going on in the space. And I think the last couple of years of Crypto Winter, as uh, one of those sites called it, has probably been really good in um, uh, like cutting away a lot of people that were just kind of in it for the money or thought the tech was cool, but... You know, weren't really committed. And I think a lot of the people who are still in the space now are super passionate. They've had a number of years to think about 
like where this space is actually going, mm-hmm. where they're going to be able to provide value, maybe where they need to pivot, which I think is like, that's what's fascinating me about looking at Definity now in particular, because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I just remember looking at a lot of this stuff back in the day and uh, like it, it didn't really stand out to me as something that uh, was was that different to what everyone else is doing. But looking at what they're doing now, like it, there's there's a couple more years of learning kind of tacked onto that, you know, and and they've had time to work out what what works, what doesn't, maybe work, where they want to focus. And it seems like a lot of these, like like we were saying earlier, a lot of these projects are shifting from core network. Mm-hmm. There's still a couple there, like Thunder Thundercore. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but like, so, so people are still making making a shot at that, but I, I think that ship's probably sailed and it looks like a lot more uh, are working out how they fit within the ecosystem in, in the same way that, you know, a lot of companies have worked out how they fit in a post.com bubble boom where you've got uh, like the big guys like Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, and then you've got all these other companies that operate in all these other like niche verticals mm-hmm. Um and but they're, they're leveraging off a lot of the infrastructure that's already in place, and mm-hmm. leveraging off kind of like standing on the shoulders of giants. And um, like uh, it looks, it looks like that's the way the industry is heading. You know, a lot of these companies now they're not dealing with base layer. Uh, and backed is like the perfect example that you highlighted there, mate. Like they're taking you know the existing asset, um, like the, the the Bitcoin asset, and I think they're dealing with a couple other crypto assets as well. Um, and they're building just all these things around it, you know, like they're, and, they're, and they're kind of uh, making all these extra services around that base layer. Mm. And it seems like that's where the VC money is going as well. Like looking at that list, that seems to be, seems like the the, the venture capital, um, and Andreessen Horowitz are all over, all over this thing. And it seems like they've had a couple of years to post the big ICO boom, post, you know, 2018, after everything kind of like fell off to think about what they actually want to be investing in and Mm. where they want to be putting their money and where the space is going. Um, uh, And, you know, like, I I think that's, I think that's great. And I think it's just showing that, um, that, that the space is maturing. People are working out what works and then what doesn't work. Um, And yeah, I'm really interested to see where some of these projects go. Well said. Couldn't have, couldn't have wrapped it up better myself. (laughs) Awesome. So we like th- that's kind of the VC side of things, and, and we've made a real conscious decision not to go into everything this episode. Like we're, what we're, what we're probably going to do now, whether it's next episode or over the next over you know the next few months, is we're probably going to dip our toes in some of the other areas as well. Uh, we have touched on a few of those core networking projects, but it would probably be good to check in on those. Uh, we'll probably do that one episode. So look at how is projects like EOS, Cardano. Um, Tezos, Telegram, <laughs> um, and like some and some of the newer projects as well. I mean, I remember we we covered Tendermint Cosmos um, oh, yeah. like way back, like a couple of years ago. They seem to be kicking all sorts of goals now, just from just from what I've been seeing um, uh, with like with the amount of development activity and a few other things. So yeah. we, we might check in on those on one episode, and then the other one too is like the enterprise blockchain stuff because mm. um, I, I remember like we covered that early, and then. We kind of cooled on it a bit and just yeah, said, yeah. "Let's wait, let's wait and see." And yeah, now like now's probably a good time to check in on some of that as well, yeah. like IBM's Food Trust, yeah. for example, because that was running on Hyperledger, wasn't it? The- 
Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. And it seems and it seems like again, like, you know, those a lot of those projects have kind of they they're, they're quite happy now just to use Hyperledger, Corda, you know, all those base things. Um but it'd be cool to see, like, has there actually been the adoption that they said there'd be? Are people actually getting value out of it? And if so, which systems are working, mm. which aren't? Um, so we might do another feature on that too mm. um, sometime soon. But, yeah, I mean, it's always really interesting to see where the VC money's going in a lot of this. So. Mm. Now someone enjoy this, please feel free to share it with them. You can find us at FOMO.show. You can jump on our telegram at FOMO.show slash telegram. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore FOMO underscore show. And on YouTube at FOMO.show slash YouTube. That's it for us here at the FOMO Show. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for us here at the FOMO Show. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like our show, why not leave us a rating in your podcast player and subscribe in your podcast app of choice or via our YouTube channel. I'm Matt. And I'm Joe. And as always, remember, no FOMO. So many cool little, just those little ones, that layer one. It was so worth it just for layer yeah. one uh, figure. Finality, I figure, is just going to be one of those ones that sits in the background and just connects all the banks and we never hear about it. But yeah. it's just yeah. interesting to know that it is there, it is out there, it's being used, and it's not this you know massive you know um, thunderous applause. It's just plodding on in the background. Yeah, yeah, man. Like it's and there's just some, it's a lot of cool stuff. I like. And some stuff that I'm not like, even that near one, man, like mm. I was just looking through it and I was like, it's like, oh, another like proof of stake, public blockchain doing things that Ethereum hasn't done. But then I was like, like, I don't know, like, like I feel like there's definitely, there's definitely must be a market for it. And there's devs definitely want to use something. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just wish, I just wish I saw more of like, let's just use, let's, let's, quit this obsession with like having our own token Mm -hmm. that's like kind of just independently floating on the market. Why don't we just use like, just use Bitcoin because it's like, it it is the reserve currency Mm -hmm. of crypto and it's only going to come more so and then build all the cool stuff around that, you know? And then it's like, you can have the best of both. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's where we're going to get to. It's just, it, it seems like everyone still wants to kind of have their own token at the moment. Oh, but, bless you. Oh, thanks, wow, man. that was... But yeah, it was just super interesting seeing that. <laughs> oh, mate, you, you you had too much on your mind. You just had to sneeze it out. <laughs> mate, lovely. But yeah, layer one looks so cool. Oh, mate, it does. That yeah. website is just sick. Makes up for Thundercore's absolute yeah, car crash of a logo. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you got a, uh, a beverage in your... I've got some water. Lovely, good, good, good. All I, I had a had a coffee earlier. I went for a run this morning. Yeah, um, yeah, it was great. Like, just got out there, kind of, just because I hadn't been, I hadn't exercised much in the last month or two, and I feel like it really does affect my performance. Like, it really, yeah. Like, you know, I just don't, I don't 
not as focused, don't get as much done. So I was just kind of fed up this morning. Like it was cold, it was foggy. And I was like, you know what? It's the perfect time to go out running when I don't feel like it. So Yes, Goggins. Yeah, it was good. Lovely. Was good. good. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Awesome. So yeah, mate. So I'm just you know, making healthy choices today, drinking water. Oh. Yeah. Good on you. Good, good on you. Oh, my, How about you? My energy you drink uh, is a tropical guava energy Ooh. drink. It's by is that a rock star one? <laughs> yeah, you yes. know. That's my, that's my favourite one, man. That's the only, like, I've only had a few energy drinks last few <clears throat> last few years. Yeah. They've all been tropical guava rock stars. Oh, mate. Can't go wrong, can you? So, you know, mm. why, fix, why fix what's not what's not broken, you mm. know? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm. Be in. You've yeah. got the perfect energy drink. Just, just leave it at that. Just let it, let it be. So, how far into the tropical guava are you? Are you- oh, I did down like half of it before I before I came on, just so I sort of per- okay. perked myself up a bit. So, um, okay, I'm feeling uh semi perked. <laughs> it's like um, like you know how you've got like underwhelmed and overwhelmed, <laughs> like right in the middle is you just whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh mate, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. I just, I, like, I just wish people used that kind of stuff more. <laughs> oh. oh mate, that's such a good call though. Like, there is whelmed. No one's ever been whelmed until today. I've never heard someone use that. I've yeah, only heard well, overwhelmed just, and underwhelmed. Yeah, well, you've got all these terms. I feel like there's a bunch around where there's even some around where you've got like the conjunction. Is it the conjunction or the pre? Whatever it is at the front or at the back of the word. Yeah. But the actual word you don't use in English anymore. Like it's kind of slipped out of yeah. usage. So like You're reclaiming the language. Yeah. Yeah, Good on you me. know. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a like a museum archivist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like an archaeologist digging up city foundations, you know? I swear I'm about to call the police. Hello. You have a collect call from... John Cena! Will you accept the charges? Oh, f*** your mother. 